prick, isn't he? Fuck. <laughs> well, let's open it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're recording. Oh, um. yeah. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Welcome to the Nerds Who Isolated Themselves, episode five, the uh, Nerds podcast. Yeah, I lost that straight away. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody noticed, mate. Carry on. And that is pretty much one sentence in before I swore. So there goes that challenge, too. I'm trying not to swear because I'm doing a radio thing and I'm not allowed to swear on it at the weekend. And We should have oh. like a virtual swear jar or something. Yeah, we should. So... So, yeah, I'm trying to practice not swearing so much, but it's just so much fun. But anyway, <laughs> I, so am, good. I am the sweary Stuart Mulrain, and I'm joined, as always, by the Virgin Andy Hanks. The Virgin Andy Hanks. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I just got Dragnet in my head now. You watched Dragnet recently, <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> you mean the Virgin Connie Swale? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Give me the one eyebrow. <laughs> oh, that's oh, an underrated movie now. I've not watched for a long time. Yeah, me too. Tom Hanks rapping over the end credits. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's on. We were just talking before before we recorded this. We were just talking about it's really annoying when you can't find a movie available anywhere, like on iTunes or um, was it Netflix or whatever. Netflix. Or or I mean, if it's anything predating about 1995, you won't find it on Netflix. No, not at all. But um, Amazon Prime's usually quite good. Yeah. Or, um, Prime Video, whatever it's called. I'm pretty sure I've got Dragnet on DVD somewhere. Yeah, I, I might need to see if I can find that too. Damn Dragnet. you. Fucking great. You started Dragnet's it. fantastic. <laughs> you made the reference. Yeah. <laughs> Not deliberately, though. It's like when you sent me that random shot of an armoured police car like well, guess what film I'm watching I was like it's Dragnet yeah that was it what was it it was an armoured police car and I ended a ram was a bad with have a yeah. nice day on it or something wasn't it oh you can rent it on Amazon Prime but oh, you can't really? watch it I wonder if it's on Movies it's on Sky Movies sorry everyone I don't know you'll have to look if not I've got it on DVD you're more than welcome to borrow it after I've rewatched it <laughs> but but yeah anyway, anyway. Dragnet Hello. aside, how are you? How's things? I'm, I'm all right. Um, What's been going on? Won any competitions recently? <laughs> Funny you should say that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I took part in a uh, in Instagram-based um, draw me a robot competition, um, which was I think the the guy who runs it is based in uh, Missouri, I think it is, over in the states. And it's a, it's quite, it's a, I've been following them for a little year, uh, for a little while. Well, um, it's, it's, it's all right. It's really good. I mean, I've spoken to the guy as well. And he runs a, a, a quite a popular page with about 7,000 followers called Draw Me a Robot. And you can kind of see what the premise is. You know, he, he likes to collect robot art. Um, 
sorry, he got older than me and we were talking. Anyway, he he has this monthly competition where he will get somebody to uh, start to, to, to do a brief, to do a, like a set a challenge. And um, and yet usually it's his draw this in your own style. And uh, this particular one I quite fancied, so I had a go. And um, and yeah, there were, well, I think it were 56, 57 entries. And I had, I don't know how the hell, <clears throat> somehow I got to the top. So I, I was quite, yeah, quite, quite tough with that, really. And I actually felt very... I told you, spot accounts. Spot accounts. Yeah, that's what it is, look. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it absolutely blew me away. Um, and... Um, which will which will lead us onto something we're going to talk about later. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was really great. Yeah, it made my month to be honest. Yeah, I mean, sadly, I didn't win that OnlyFans competition I entered, but you know. I voted for you so many times, mate. I know. That's why the gradual progression of my penis going up was. Yeah. I don't get OnlyFans. Once you've seen the person naked, how many times do you need to see it in different poses? That's absolutely true. Yeah, I, I well, to be honest, I, yeah, I don't know all about OnlyFans. I'm aware of it, but I've never paid. Well, yeah, I'm aware of it. I've never been on it because you know my internet's boring because we've got kids, so it's all got front <laughs> controls on it, and I can't work out how to get past that shit. I think you can. Don't you can like um. I don't even get the free view porn on the TV anymore. That's gone. She's put oh, some really? kind of parental work. In. I think it's more for me, to be honest. Not the kids. You not, you, so you don't get the ten minute preview at ten o'clock. No, I don't get the ten minute preview. I don't get those um phone chat ones you know with the girl on a bed just dangling a phone yeah phone occasionally gyrating like to know i mean allegedly i've not actually <laughs> seen these things but so it's i'm just, led to so believe it's, so it's just you and um naked attraction then. yeah pretty much Fair. it's a bit <laughs> like when you're a teenager the only kind of titillation you can get is a mural trash that's it. Euro trash or a foreign film late at night on Channel Four. Yeah. That you just sit sit yourself through in the vain hope you'll see a nipple. Yeah. <laughs> and by two a.m. it's just like any nipple. I'll look at that guy's nipple. It's like I've stayed up. I'm invested. <laughs> Men are pigs. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, no, I was thinking it the other day because you know somebody that I follow on Instagram had set up an OnlyFans account. I was like, that's cool. And I get people's desire to pay to see pictures of you naked, but once, once you've seen it, yeah. um, no, it's, I don't know. Um, there is somebody we know who has a OnlyFans. Yeah. So. yeah. But I've, I've not checked that one out either. So, but yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. It's, like I say, I understand the curiosity of wanting to see somebody naked. Mm. It's that whole thing in Zack and Miri make a porno thing, isn't it? So yeah, if you told absolutely. me there was pictures of Rosie O'Donnell naked, I'd look. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to, but I'd look. So yeah. I get the curiosity, but at a certain point, do you stop paying tenner a month or whatever it is? Mm. So, Once you've downloaded everything. Yeah. yeah. Can you download off of OnlyFans? These are things we need I'm, answered. Yeah, yeah, come on. Does anyone out there know? Anybody Tell out there with an OnlyFans account? <laughs> Now's the time to plug his Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tribute Press Patreon. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, that OnlyFans aside, 
uh yeah anything else been going on competitions aside and competitions aside um not really um well you shared was... something exciting on facebook regarding zoom yeah. did i not mention that last time no i don't think i could because i because last i think time you that... mentioned it in private but i don't think it was confirmed so yeah so i got um this yeah this is basically it's all about me at the moment you know if you can just go quiet and i'll call you back in the room afterwards Steve. yeah right. i'll have a nap <laughs> no um so it went back to end of march i got a, so it all started you know we I might as well go the whole thing on this i got uh, featured on the wacom page and uh, on the instagram page they featured my work and everything like that um I knew something weird was going on, so I was in Sainsbury's, and I looked at my phone, I had like 100 new, follow- new Instagram followers in like like an hour. Um, so, uh, yeah, from there, I got contacted by a software company uh, based in France. Uh, they created a piece of software called TV Paint, which I'd never heard of. Um, but they contacted me, and the first day, their first message was, Hi, can I ask, do you ever use TV Paint? Well, of course, I said, no, never heard of it. Uh, and I said, is it new? And they said, no, actually, it's been going as long as Photoshop. Um, so I got talking to them. And, <laughs> and you would have asked, a word with your marketing department then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so wrong here then. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so the lady, she contacted me and um, we were talking about... Um, it's an animation program, but it's also very good, very popular with um, still artists as well, um, because of the, it's, there's a manipulation of the brushes. It's very good. It's very, it's a very strong painting software as well as an animation software. Uh, so she spoke. She asked me, "Oh, would 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 I be interested? They're doing a big promotion thing, and they uh, are sponsoring a Canadian film festival, and they were in, they wanted some fresh artwork by other artists." which would involve learning the program and then producing some artwork for this program. Would I be interested? And I was like, yeah, of course I would be, you know, as long as it doesn't take me too long to learn this, you know, learn the program. And uh, uh, anyway, so she uh, she said, oh, I, like the, I really like this guy. And she showed me a picture of Zoot. So I said, oh, yeah, I said, I've been drawing him since I was a teenager. He's my little character. So on that, she she said, well, can I ring you? Can we have a chat? So she rang me and we were chatting. And uh, she really wanted to use the suit, to use Zoot in their promotion. So, yeah, so it went from there. And um, I've done a few pieces for her already. And uh, only one has been released at the moment. I don't know when the second one's going to be released. Um, but it was all properly released on the, on the TV Paint website, Instagram website yesterday. Um, they're going to use it in all their promotion as well. They're going to use it in their press adverts. Uh, and yeah, so I'm a little bit blown away by it. But she's really keen for me to, for more images and more work for me um, in the future for it or their other promotions. Um, so, so, so yeah, you can come back in there. Awesome. Sorry, I'd left. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. Uh, um. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, but it's absolutely bonkers, and it's. I, I think I put on 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 um on Facebook. It's a real kind of. It's a really weird thing because zoo. It's it's like it's as personal to me as you can get, really. You know, it's something I've been drawing since I was a kid. Since you were learning Spanish. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
and it's quite it's, it's bonkers that he's kind of getting out there now and you know leaving the nest and it's really weird because as i said you can't get much more personal than that i mean you know i'm, I'm a graphic designer by trade and i can take that or leave it as in you know if somebody has a problem with some of my designs then i'm learned to that's fine i can take that criticism not a problem you know i'll change it but that is not the same when it comes to my art or my zoop stuff there's a, you know it's much more personal much more me so there's always that kind of um a bit you know a little bit worried about it being out in the open that you know people there's gonna be comments made or anything like that so yes it's nothing really yeah no it's cool it's um yeah i say i had one but it turned out to be a scam so (laughs) anybody that says starts with we're big fans of your work and then you look and they've never actually engaged with anything you've ever posted (laughs) so but yeah no it's a it's all very exciting and not your Mm. first film festival to get involved with either yeah i thought that as well that's a bit weird (laughs) Stuart, is that you (laughs) sucker (laughs) anyway about my new character zoot that i now own the intellectual property on (laughs) oh yeah i like to say i still i made that very i was very made sure that i still owned the rights to him so so they can't pull that on me (laughs) you own the rights just not the likeness the stuff yes (laughs) (laughs) still own the the antenna dicing rights anything like that (laughs) but nice i mean that's not quite the same but it's a bit like when matt dixon got the o2 contract Mm. So it still pops up on telly, and I'm like, oh, that's not Matt Dixon. Yeah, so, still very cool. So you could be next. That could be next. Zoot on the O2 adverts. Sure. <laughs> or Zoot and Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Zoot and Kevin Bacon. It won't be O2. Uh, it'll be dream. it'll be the rival network that gets you. <laughs> so yeah, you could have Zoot with Kevin Bacon. Mm. That'd be amazing. I don't think I could talk to you if you got to work with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, right there you go. That's what I'm. That's what I'm aiming for now. Oh yeah, no, you're right. I'll make your life worse. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's very exciting stuff though. Um, although I have got an image now of a load of influencers just standing in Sainsbury's because they are. That's where you've got a hundred new followers. <laughs> <laughs> so which department do I need to be stood in? <laughs> knowing me, it was probably the alcohol department. I've been holding a frozen chicken for hours and nothing. <laughs> it's like Pokemon Go. <laughs> I was channel hopping the other day when I was looking for something to put on just before I fell asleep kind of thing. Yeah. And um, on one of the documentary channels on Sky, it was a thing about influencers. Yeah. And like Influencers. Yeah. Like and social media like, and that kind of thing. Yeah, and it was following a couple of them, and it was like the bullshit they do to get sent free shit. So like they'll put on hiking gear and then go and stand in their back garden where there's loads of trees <laughs> and angle it so that it looks like they're out hiking in the wilderness just so yeah. they get sent a load of free shit. And it's like on the one, they were like, if you look closely in the background, you can see the fence pole. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the bullshit, or they'll go for a like post these things like they'll go near a place and pretend they're there and post loads of things yeah. like the amazing time they're having there just so they can get free stays. 
it's like but there was a thing about like people who run restaurants that like they're fucked off with people asking not to pay and they'll instagram a good review yeah. instead so like, fuck off it's like we've had it a couple of times with troops it's like if we come down mm. we'll do some good press for you if you let us in for free and give us some shit it's like fuck off <laughs> Thank you for your kind offer, but no, we're good. <laughs> but it's just such a weird fucking thing. It's a, another thing of being a shyster, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So give me yeah, free absolutely. shit. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not comfortable asking people to do shit. Uh, apart from you, obviously. Apart from me, obviously. <laughs> I've invested the time. <laughs> But yeah, um, so no, um, yeah, so I thought for this one we'd just do like a random catch-up sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put a shout-out for a question, so I don't know what order you want to do it in. Should we do Alan's question first and then yeah. talk about okay. the shit? Yes. yes. All right, so. To be honest, to... You, could, you could run a podcast all on this question or on your own, couldn't you, really? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Uh, hang on, I've lost it. Right, here we go. Nope, that's actually. Can we so can we slightly change the question and miss out the word comic? Okay, so you can well, ask. Let, you can answer it how, how let, you would. But let me go. do the question then, and then okay. you can do your caveats after. Okay. So Alan Henderson of Penguin, who um, Hi, with my Kickstarter sent me an awesome painting of you and me as ghosts. That's incredible. Which Quite I'm, generous, gonna, I'm gonna be getting a frame for that, and when my uh, when the conservatory is done and I've got a little studio space, that's going in a frame up on the wall, uh, along with my original um, strips, um, comic strips for penguins that I got with a Kickstarter. Um, but yeah, Alan Henderson asked, uh, "What's your favourite piece of comic book merchandise? Uh, one that was dirt cheap, and one that you're not uh, you're not telling what it cost." So my one, I wouldn't say it was dirt cheap, but it wasn't like the most expensive thing I bought is well, I've got two. My Too Much Coffee Man lunchbox. Yeah, classic. Which now holds pens. But I fucking love that lunchbox. It's like a proper tin one. Um, I keep all my art, some of my art stuff in it now. Um, I used to actually use it as a lunchbox. But it's got a little comic on the side of him seeing the lunchbox, being enamoured with it, and then using it and people taking the piss and it just sitting on a shelf. <laughs> In that way that we all bought something we thought was cool, everybody's taking the piss and it's just mm-hmm. sat somewhere out of sight forever. Um, uh, so I got that. Coat. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day when I was sorting all my clothes out. She's, my wife was like, you're the kind of dickhead who'd wear a long leather coat. I said, my long coat was never leather. That was Andy. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was Andy in his, the crow phase. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. To add the long leather coat. just happened to be during the Matrix season. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not Matrix. It's the crow. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you never painted your face white and did any uh, whiplash smile, though, did you? So. No, I learned playing guitar, though. You did. And... You were pushed out of a high-rise building on Devil's Night or whatever it's called. Devil's Night, yeah. That's it. And you did come back and kill all those people, but they had it coming, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> could have been worse. It could have been the second, third, or fourth Crow movie. 
So, although I quite enjoyed the third one. It's shit, but I quite enjoyed it. Um, anyway. Was one of them called City of Angels, or did I dream? That was Sorry. the second one. Oh, okay. I, I had a hard time with that one because his son, him and his son get murdered, and when his son's fucking crying and apologising to his dad, it's just fucking horrible. And I couldn't get beyond okay. that, really. Because, you know, aforementioned problem with kids dying in films. Um, but yeah, there's that. And I bought a... It's comic adjacent, the other one. Is that I bought a the Hellboy animated movie on Blu-ray and it came with this awesome animated Hellboy figure. And oh, I course, love that. Yeah. Although the stand that it stands on broke the other day off its own back. Nobody was anywhere near it. It just finally gave. So he doesn't stand up anymore. Which is disappointing. Can you repair it? Uh, I'd have to glue it. The one piece mm. is stuck in Hellboy's arse. Mm. Actually, it's the bit between the balls and the arse. That's where um, the hole is that he stands on. That Hang the on, what's that called? The taint, yeah, the taint. taint, yeah. Yeah, so basically, he's got a bit of plastic <laughs> stuck in its taint. Can we please call this episode Hellboy's Taint? <laughs> I will write it down as a suggestion. Yeah. But yeah, I love that figure, and that was pretty much dirt cheap because it was pretty much, I got bought the Blu ray in the, or the DVD in the sale, so mm. I think it was about a tenner for the DVD and the figure. Right, I've written that down as a title. So that, and then the one I'm not telling what it cost. Again, this two, they're both statues because I don't really buy stupidly expensive comic stuff. I don't really buy stupidly expensive stuff in general, apart from possibly, arguably, Lego. Mm. Um, but my Iron Man statue that lights up. But that's Which more the movie Iron Man. Yeah. Um, and I've got a Green Lantern one. They were probably the most expensive things I bought. They were a couple hundred quid each, I think. Or 150. I think Iron Man might have been 150 when I bought it a few years ago. I I can remember you buying that. I know. That was one of those things that never told the wife how much that cost. Yeah. Let's listen to this podcast. (laughs) No. No. And I also made sure it was never out when you came round because you used to have that annoying fucking habit of going, that's new. Oh, is that you? <laughs> like weeks I got away with that being sat up there and I not noticing you come straight in. It did. <laughs> Jack's got the same fucking ability. Oh dear. So. Have you ever, do you have you ever owned or have you ever bought a, a sideshow toy? No, I can't. I mean the fucking Star Wars Black Series. Marvel Legends ones at 20 quid each are fucking pricey enough. Mm. And that Batman one I sent you a picture of the other day was 35 quid. Yeah. But I really wanted that and you couldn't get it for ages and then it suddenly became available. He's a fucking chunky beast though, but his legs are fucking shaky as fuck. So is it the It's not swearing that things up going well. <laughs> so is it the, is that the costume that he the oh, I don't know what it's called, but the one that you, he uses to fight Superman? Yeah, I think it's because it's the Batman Adventure Continues comics. It's from that, but it's in the animated series style. But I think it's meant to be a bit like the animated series version of the Batflex suit from Batman v Superman. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a lovely, chunky figure. Mm. Well, um, when the world lifts and you can actually come and see things in person, I'll show him to you. And my chunky mm. Batman. Hey. hey. And your junkie Batman. <laughs> I'd love to see your junkie Batman. <laughs> That's also a possible title. <laughs> Stuart's junkie Batman. 
Um, but yeah, that's sort of it. I've spent more of my money on comics than the merch. I bought various bits of like toys and statues, but never really. By the time I got into the idea of wanting to own original pages, they were all stupidly priced. Mm. So, Would that be cancelled as merch, though? I don't know. Possibly not. Um, I've still got my Death of Superman t-shirt. Funeral for a Friend one that still fits. Yeah. But no, You mean it fits again? No, it fitted me when I was fat, but I got it in the 90s when we all wore everything that was about six sizes too big anyway. Yeah, It's all about being baggy in the 90s. But yeah, um, merch-wise, it was always tended to be more film merch that I went for, like the James Bond mm. Casino Royale poker set. And that sort of thing. I like knickknacks. My wife hates knickknacks, but I've got shit tons of them. Figures and <laughs> statues and weird odd little bits of shit. Lego. <laughs> <laughs> She keeps saying we need to sort out the mugs. It's like, I've had some of these mugs longer than I've been with you. They're not going anywhere. She was like, when was the last time you used them? I was like, that's not the point. It's like, what if there's ever a mug emergency? <laughs> a mugopolypse. Exactly. So, but there's plenty of shit I wish I'd bought that I didn't. It's now stupidly expensive, but... Mm. Uh, and I bought a shitload of Kevin Smith merch at the time, like those £100 bookends. Oh, of course, yeah. James My Green Lantern bookends are cool, but I broke one. Yeah. I managed to glue it, but I know it's broken, so mm. that's always there in the back of my mind. And, uh, but yeah, what about you? Yeah, so I'm going to change You want to caveat this, thing? Yeah, so only slightly, only because I don't own a lot of comic stuff. The only... I was thinking about what well, I do own back in the 90s. I was kind of into sport, and I do have a few kind of into really sport. nice. Oh, well, yeah, I was making sport. if you could have got away with wearing a spawn cloak instead of a long leather coat, you would have, and you <laughs> yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I do own um, a couple of McFarlane spawn figures, and I got a really nice one. Uh, actually, not you know, you showed me one you liked the other day. It was not that dissimilar to that one, actually. Uh, oh, what well, is um, the gold medieval spawn one, wasn't it? Or yellow medieval spawn? The one you showed me, yeah. Yeah. It's not one I've got. But this no. one, he's kind of, it's your traditional spawn. And he's kind of got his foot up on a pile of skulls. Nice. And his, his cape's kind of like wrapped around him. It's really nice. Um, if I remember, I'll post a photo of it. I've still got my original um, spawn figure in the loft. You know the one that came with the reprint of issue one? Yes, I do remember that. Bought in Toys yeah. R Us. I think I bought that on my birthday in 96, 97. Mm. I think you and me went down there after I'd finished work. No, it was my day off. I think I met you. No, because it would have been my birthday. So around that time. So you wouldn't have been at college. So, yeah, I think we were just mm. nobbing around town. Mm. I do remember that, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. But, um, but merchandise in general, I've got quite a bit of movie um uh, um, cartoons and TV merch like my the original Transformer collection but I think my favourite is probably my N209 nice I've got an awesome um, it's not not the Hot Toys one it's the slightly smaller one but is it's it a just, NECA one? 
it might be i can't remember but it, it was it wasn't this would be with my i think also be my expensive one as well yeah it costs quite a bit but it, it's beautiful and it's as far as i can work out it's pretty movie accurate um it's it's awesome it's got it, it speaks as well and it's got a real loud speaker on it and it does the the growl and the you know and the 10 seconds to comply thing you have 10 seconds to comply yeah beautiful um, but my cheapest one, that I really, and I've actually sold it, unfortunately. I shouldn't have sold it. But I used to collect um, Star Wars figures, the original 1980s Kenner ones. Yeah. And I got hold of... You used to go to car boot sales and get those, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. And it was at a car boot sale, a Gloucester car boot sale, where I found, if anyone knows anything about the old Star Wars toys... Snaggletooth? No, it wasn't. It was, it was a yak face. Ah, uh, the, the blue yak face or... The wrong colour black face. No, no. Basically, this one was only available in a certain set that you could only buy in Canada, uh, and they're, they're quite they're quite rare. And there was one just in a box. Um, I still it's one of those things where you find it, and even years later you think, did that really happen? Did I honestly? But no, it was. It was in a box, in this like knickknacky box, and it was twenty five pence. And I later sold it on eBay for one hundred and fifty. Canal. Yeah, and I really wish I hadn't sold it. This was only a couple of years ago I sold it. it That's the thing, though, with things that have got a value. It's like, when do you sell them? You run the risk of holding on to them to the point where they're not valuable anymore. Yeah. Because I've had that. It's that weird thing of once you find out something's actually worth money, you're then kind of like, oh, I'll just hang on to it then. It's nice to own mm-hmm. something that's valuable, but at the same time, yeah. it's like I've got a Batman comic that's worth about, it's not a huge amount, but I think it's worth about 90 quid now. Okay. Roughly, and there's nothing particularly exciting about it, and I have considered selling it a couple of times. It's only because it would break a run that I've kept yeah. it. <laughs> but it's yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I probably got figures that are worth a lot more than I spent. Mm-hmm. But is there anything that you wish you bought, like you've seen and you didn't buy? Oh, god, yeah. Um, what I really want a Stormtrooper helmet. You know, they do the... Is it the Black Series helmets as well? Yeah. Uh, I've seen one of those a few times. I really wish I had bought one of those. Ross used to have a Stormtrooper um, helmet. Who did, sir? I think Ross. I think it was before they did the Black Series ones. Mm. Because there's a picture of me somewhere sitting with it on with my glasses over the helmet. Oh, yeah, cool. Because I couldn't get my glasses in the helmet. (laughs) there's a few things I've seen at conventions that I kind of now wish, like what off items I kind of wish I'd actually bought. It was a really cool, in London, there was a really cool, um, I think it was a handmade, um, uh, what do they call it, the, the, the scenes, the, the statue scenes, whatever they're called. Oh, yeah, I know, the diorama um, things. Dioramas, thank you. Of uh, one of the um, tripods from War of the Worlds, and it was actually oh, nice. the Jeff Wayne War of the Worlds, it was the big... The green eye bug thing. I, and I've, I'm obsessed with that. 90 quid, I think. So it wasn't that badly priced. And no, it's that thing, it sounds like a lot at the time, doesn't it? At the time, yeah, you know. And then in hindsight, you know, I really wish I'd put, picked it up. Yeah. It's, um, there's a couple for me. Um, there's a few figures that I've not bought at the time that I wish I had now. Mm. Um, but not specific. But there was on um, eBay a couple of years ago, there was, it wasn't a, official one but there was a rocketeer helmet oh yeah somebody had custom made 
and it was about 50 quid like undenard about it and didn't buy it and then some fucker must have bought it because you can't get it anymore but part of me was like that would have looked awesome on the show because i love the rocketeer Mm. um that and there was a superman returns shield the you know the chest plate yeah that i undenard about buying that was about 50 quid as well didn't i sort of regret that not so much but it just would have looked cool in a frame up on the wall and um yeah there's what's the other thing there was something else that i didn't pull the trigger on and i wish i had fuck it's completely gone from my head now it'll come back to me in a oh the batman the animated series man bat figure for okay. ages on amazon yeah. it was 15 quid which is nothing and i should have bought it but i was trying to be good and then buy it and now it's like 200 quid if you want to buy the fucking thing mm. so i really wish i bought it at the time but again i am denied on it i was like didn't want to have to explain to the wife why i just bought something else off of amazon <laughs> <laughs> but, so it's all her fault yeah absolutely sensible women <laughs> but i've got no place in collecting trouble is most of my collections sitting up in the loft <laughs> so all that oh, money yeah, i spent absolutely. on lego most of that's in the loft now most of me james oh, bond collections up in the loft there's a couple of lego models i wish i'd actually bought so yeah the, um, star wars ones like yeah, I still... yeah i just know there's a couple of lego things i'd quite like to get i'd like to get the batmobile and the batwing from 89 yeah they're quite cool and that new ecto one looks quite cool that's the bigger scale one yeah but at the same time it's like i don't really have the space for it it's a lot of money and i don't know i think my lego phase has kind of passed i i enjoyed the stuff i've got but buying more to build i've still got a set i haven't built actually i bought the one of the jurassic park ones ages ago mm. and never built it but yeah i don't know where are you with Lego now? Are you still? I mean, obviously they've released the Looney Tunes minifigures. I was about to talk. bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I can watch all the Lego sets go by, but every so often they will be able to bring out one <clears throat> that um, I won't buy and then will regret it. Uh, uh, like usually Star, uh, Star Wars spaceships and stuff. Yeah. If the Seinfeld um, one ever comes out, I'm buying that. Yeah. I really wish I bought the the 68 Mustang that came out a while ago. You can't get hold of now. Okay, I love that one because I love the Mustang. Yeah. But, yeah. but again, no, I, didn't I, didn't, buy that. I didn't where to put it. Jack's gutted I never bought the Beatles Yellow Submarine one. Oh, okay. Because he wants that for himself, but that's stupidly mm. expensive now. Um, but yeah, I think that's his grey old piece. Okay. Uh, is he into the Beatles now, is he? Yeah. Is he still, a, still Queen as well? Or? Still Queen as well. Queen and the Beatles, that's his current thing. So. You put him up well. But, yeah, Queen, the Beatles and Power Rangers seems to be his three. <laughs> the, the, yeah. The, 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 they, uh, they, go to, they all go the hand trilogy. in hand. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's, a, it's by an algorithm. If you ever had one, it must be a nightmare. So there's the Beatles and Queen, which kind of goes, but how do we worm the Power Rangers stuff in? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Star Wars helmets, Black Series, there's finally a Wedge Antilles helmet coming out. It's like 100 oh, really? quid, but I'm nice. really fucking tempted. Yeah. I, I showed Kat. I was like, 
I'm not generally into the helmets. It's like unless you've got space to have a nice glass display case mm. with them in, it's kind of what's the point? But I was like, they've done a Wedge Antilles one. I was like, I really, I'm going to save up. I'm going to have to buy it. She was like, why? What are you going to do with it? I was like, if it makes you feel better, I'll sit and wear it all the fucking time. <laughs> In bed. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Wedge. <laughs> Do you want a wedge of wedge? <laughs> oh, good God. Do you want a wedge Antilles? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd rather have a Porkins. <laughs> Loosen up. <laughs> There's so many lines from that bit of Star Wars that you can use in the bedroom. <laughs> stay on target. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say stay on target, stay on target. <laughs> Negative, it didn't go in, just impacted on the it surface. Exploded, impacted on the surface. Uh... <laughs> You're all clear, clear, kid, let's blow this thing and go home. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 And if you want to throw a little Return of the Jedi in, you can do in your whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nienum. <laughs> Nienum, that's it. And there's always room for it's a trap. <laughs> yep, it's a trap. Ah, yeah. oh, but I've just remembered how they just wasted Admiral Akbar in a Last Jedi. Oh, uh, yeah, of course they did. Blew the fucker in the space. Mm. <laughs> Let's not get on that. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, so I think, have we answered Alan's question? It's been so long so. since I asked it. <laughs> the one item of yours that I've always been quite jealous of is the your Batman animated series Batmobile, which is fucking massive. Yeah, I got a Batwing as well. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I'm hoping when I've scale. got the study I can have a shelf. Yeah, it's huge. Same scale. I can have a shelf to put my Batmobile out on. The one thing of yours that I've always been jealous of is your uh, Danger Mouse diorama statue oh, thing. Shit. Yeah, that's fantastic. I've got a few of those now. I've got the car. I've All right, don't rub it in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I've got um, yeah, I got Nero and um, shit me. Hang on, don't tell me. My mind's gone blank. Shit me, Baron von Greenback. Thank you very much. Simaroni. Um, <laughs> the so I've got a big Danger Mice figure from the new series, but that's as close mm. as I got. And Jack's Is that got the, with the speaker in his in his yeah. um, eye patch. Yeah. Or no, it's his belt, I think. Oh, okay. And Jack's got the Danger Mice car from the newer series. Mm. But I found my Marvin the Martian the other day from the film. Oh, oh awesome! I love the design of him. I know it was controversial. But although his head's gone yellow, I need to find a way to try and bleach it back to the more whitey colour that it originally was. Hang on, hang on. For what film? For the, the space Hitchhiker's Hitchhike, Hitchhike Guide to the Galaxy. Not Marvin the, uh, Marvin the Paranoid Android, sorry. Oh, got you. Sorry, you, you confused me then. I confused myself. <laughs> but, played by Warwick Davis and voiced by Alan Rickman. Of course. I didn't realise he was played by Warren. Yeah, he was in the suit. It's, uh, it's just an awesome design. I know, like I say, mm. true Hitchhikers fans don't care for it, but felt it was too uh, literal uh, and have a massive head. But 
No, I, I like it. I think that's awesome. It just looks clumsy and uncomfortable. Yeah. Works really well. Yeah. But yeah, to... I got some cool toys actually. I'm quite happy with my toys. Mm. My wife's not. <laughs> Who cares? She's got a Marco in Dolly. What more does she want? <laughs> I my honestly size. thought you were gonna go. I honestly thought you were gonna say, "Well, she's got her toys." Hey. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll know shit like this. Somebody will dob us in. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, indeed. Um, yeah, so that's kind of it on that question. Um, yeah, so it's just sort of a whatever. We've not got any better at podcasts, have we? It's been like five years. No. Yeah. Well, oh, no, 2013 might have been the first one. Shit, me, yeah. Been ne- doing this for nearly 10 years off and on. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, but no, I've uh, we sort of talked about it before, and it's going to lead into one of the main things we're going to talk about. But I've been having some really weird anxiety dreams recently. Okay, go on then. Let's have a few years. Well, the weirdest one, the one that my wife found hilarious, was I was having a really nice dream. Then I woke up because I needed the toilet, as you do at a certain age in the middle of the night. Was this in the dream? No, this was reality. And then when I went back to sleep, I had the fucking anxiety dream right it was i was going up i was most of my anxiety dreams seem to involve work for some reason but i'm not anxious at work i'm quite at peace at work yeah which is weird but yeah i had to deliver up this flight of stairs it was like a huge flight of stairs and i was quite happy going up and then i realized that the stairs were like a slippy marble and there was no railings or banisters Okay. And the person in front of me slipped and fucking went down, but managed to save themselves on a floor below. But I just fucking anxiety kicked in and I just hit the deck. And you know that dream mm. where you're trying to run? Mm-hmm. But you can't. you can't. It's like treacle. And I was just like trying to crawl across the floor to keep crawling up. Fuck knows why I decided to keep going up. But and it was just fucking bizarre. And then I woke up in a panic. <laughs> <laughs> but. But yeah, it was just, I was quite happy going up. And then all of a sudden I realised that there was no railings or banisters or that I could fall at any fucking minute. Hmm. But I had that one, I've had ones where it won't make much fucking sense, but just trying to load my van up to go and do my job. But everything keeps going wrong. With just loading the van. And that was a fucking okay. weird. But my wife finds yeah. these hilarious. They sound really fucking stupid. But actually, in the dream, it's like the worst thing that we fucking have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had ones that are much fucking worse than that. <laughs> I'm trying to stay light. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but I don't know. I'm not particularly anxious about anything. Mm. So I don't know why it's... Yeah, it don't have in, to be. In yeah. my dreams, it's just fucking awful. My wife has one where she can only run backwards. Weird. I know, because she doesn't run. <laughs> can she walk forward or she can walk forward but she needs to run but she can only run backwards yeah i have a few a bit like that where you're running and it's like really sluggish and you can't get speed up yeah and, you know. yeah i think we've all had that it's yeah or, or your legs just feel like they're concrete yeah 
just won't move at any real speed. But like I say, it's weird. I've not had a massive anxiety attack in a lot. I think the last time I had one was the day before my birthday when I fucking tried to change lanes and a car hit me. Mm. And in retrospect, because I was going to Proud Lion to pick my comics up and I only had a 10 minute time slot to pick it up in. And I'd left in plenty of time, but we hit traffic and I started to panic. Mm. So I decided to change lanes. And I think okay. that's then the car clipped me. But that was partly, I mean, it's not like I can't drive. Like I have panic attacks so severe I can't drive. But I think it was just, you give me any kind of minimal time slot. Even if I left six hours early, I would still panic if I hit any form of traffic or traffic light. Yeah. But again, like I say, not to the point where I'm not safe on the road. Don't come taking my fucking license off me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird little things that I seem to have panic attacks over. Which I'm sure fucking somebody could tell me it's systematic of something bigger. Mm. And, you know, for several hundred pounds a month, we can do the therapy <laughs> sessions to get yeah. to the bottom of it. But, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I always get anxious about certain things like weird things if i've got to be somewhere at a certain time but i always leave extra it's like i leave for work earlier than i need to yeah kind of thing just so i don't have that stressor but yeah it's just weird and the frustration of having two kids who are never ready when you want to be ready to go Uh, yeah i can imagine yeah that wouldn't help because i hate being late anyway yeah one of my big bugbears in life is fucking tardiness as when we did the first film and I had to meet somebody and she left me standing in the middle of Cheltenham for two fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> Which pissed me off. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, I don't know. And then since the Kickstarter, I just felt a bit out of sorts. Mm. I've not really enjoyed, well, for a period, I didn't really enjoy drawing, which is why I've not been posting much recently. I found it a real slog to get back into mm. anything. So I accidentally stumbled upon doing that I'm not a robot thing. Mm. Which I briefly enjoyed, but yeah, just weird slump. I've started inking some old comic pages. Mm. But I don't know. It's it's fucking odd. <laughs> but I don't know. What about you? Because I mean we sort of talked about it. I mean, the big thing is imposter syndrome. Yeah. As well. Very much so, especially at the moment. But very, very quickly, going back to the dream thing. Yeah. Right. Let me just tell you, these are, I'll tell you a few of mine I've had in the last year, because I also suffer from really bad anxiety dreams. But mine is fantastic. Honestly, I, I they, are, they can make movies. And I promise <laughs> you, they're so random, but I promise you these are, these are real. I've actually had these dreams. Um, so the most recent one, I had one a couple of nights ago, and I can't remember the context, but I ended up kissing John Cleese. Right? I mean, that sounds like a sexy dream. Yeah, it was a se- very sexy dream. Uh, <laughs> ago, where I got into a massive argument with um, uh, with the Hoff, with the Hoff, <laughs> because he was he was he was a park warden. And um, he was accusing me of, of not picking up dog poop. Did he have the um, red shorts on? I didn't have my... Uh, no, he didn't. No, I he love didn't. the idea and of the Hoff as a park warden, but in the red shorts. 
Um, no, he didn't. But uh, he did have a load of fans around him and he had a clipboard. And he was very smiley. And I was getting really angry with him because he wouldn't have it. But I did not, even though I didn't have my dog with me. So there was that. I have a lot of, um, uh, quite a few dreams where I'm in America as well. Um, I had one where I went, we went to America um, to go to a special show. We got some tickets to a special show. And um, uh, I could, well, we were with a load of mates who I knew, who I don't know in real life. And we ended up queuing outside this building and going in, and we had special tickets. And it was, they'd revealed that cartoon characters were real. So it was a little bit like you've been, for, like um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. So we got to meet the cartoon characters. That was that one. Um, I've also had ones where, um, I've had one where I'm trapped on a massive cruise ship and I'm, I was like, the, I was happened to arrange my friend's wedding on a cruise ship and I had to get her hairband from the boiler rooms and um, down in the boiler rooms, uh, it was a bit like Titanic. So it was like all these rough people and I was ended up trying to fight. I remember fighting on a mattress. I had to fight on a mattress to get it with some guy it was like it was like a it was like a like a boxing ring thing you know and you that's fight on get homoerotic you've gone from kissing young trees <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> fighting with oiled up muscly men on on a mattress yeah <laughs> uh, there's so many more that i can't think of it at this very moment but yeah See, really I'm, I'm quite ones. lucky is that i can't remember a lot of the ones i actually have i remember like snippets yeah. of them but mm. it's like i've had ones where I've argued with people or yeah. ones where you're looking for stuff. Are yeah. fucking awful. I had one where I was back working at HMV and like they'd called me back in for whatever reason, like shit hit the fan. But everything I did just wasn't up to the standard, which was pretty much what it was like at HMV anyway. Because, mm. you know, it'd be flip the shop, do it that way. Then you've still fucking done it wrong. It's the most unsatisfying <laughs> job I've ever fucking had. We can do oh, a whole podcast imagine. on. Well, you've been lucky, yeah. apart from like part-time jobs before you got your job. You've been in the same job since. 20 years. You've been uni pretty much. Yeah. Apart absolutely. from Argos, and didn't you work in a video shop when you were at uni? When I was at uni, I worked in a Choices or whatever it was called. I also uh, worked in an apple pie factory one summer as well. <gasps> nice. Which was amazing. Amazingly bad. But I, fucking, um, I was trying to get to sleep the other day, and I... Or no, I'd fallen asleep because Cat likes to watch the telly to fall asleep to. Mm. She watches QI, and I don't know if you've noticed on Dave, the QI music blares out louder than anything fucking else on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few like that. It jolted me awake, and I got really fucking pissed off because I, <laughs> I was fucking tired anyway because I'd stayed up all night on Sunday by accident to watch the Oscars because this was going to be the first year that I was like, fuck it, I'm not watching it. Oh no, there was one a couple of years ago where I wasn't going to watch it. But then I felt rough as dog shit and I couldn't sleep. So I decided to put it on in the hope I'd fall asleep. Mm. So then I watched it last year because I had the day off afterwards. And then this year I was like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. I'm too old. But my body was like at one o'clock was like, wake up. It's the Oscars. I was like, oh, fuck. And I was just wide awake. So I thought I'll just watch it for a bit. and hope I'll fall asleep again. And I fucking didn't. But yeah, so I got a decent night's sleep Monday night. And then Tuesday night, I just fucking... I nodded off so I was still tired, but then I woke up and I couldn't get back to sleep then because my body was like, you've had 40 minutes, that'll do. <laughs> but I was trying to go back to sleep and it just 
I remembered working at HMV and I just got really fucking angry about it. Because yeah. <laughs> I just remembered like all the shitty things they did to me. Like when the mm. regional manager would come down and you'd be like, you've done everything to the specs he gave you last time. This time it's all fucking wrong. Just for the sake of him fucking, well, you know, yeah, regional, like, regional managers that just got to come in and tell you fucked everything up just so they can come down the next time and tell you that you've done it wrong. You should have done it the way it was originally done. Really? Kind of thing. All the time they fucking somebody from head office came down to accuse me of a when i got my sting guitar yeah by collecting the pure points which yeah i'm not gonna go into it but anyway they fucking railroaded me on that and i still get angry about it i wish i'd gone through it it's the way companies can treat you when you don't have a union (laughs) even though you did it correctly and everything i did it correctly and then as soon as they brought in rules and made us all sign a like contract agreeing to these rules that they brought in i didn't do it anything on that that was wrong because one of the things one of the guys that used to come in when i worked at fop i'd asked him if he wanted a card he didn't so i'd asked him if he wanted my key fob thing so that mm. he could collect, collect points for me then which wasn't against the rules at the time they then afterwards mm. decided that it was mm. but they then decided to predate it and try and shaft me that way and because i couldn't have oh well, shit any form of representation in there and they told me it was about something else when I went in and asked if I wanted a witness because they told me it was about a shoplifter that an incident with a shoplifter and I said that's fine I don't need a witness for this and yeah. then they were like right you did this with this this and this and I was like you fucking pricks Blimey. so yeah H&V were cunts <laughs> there's no swearing things haven't gone well I dropped the seat no, it's not really uh, it was pretty much what tarred the whole thing loved yeah. most of the people I worked with there but yeah, the management were just dicks. And it's not even like you were getting good money. That mm. you could take that sort of shit. But yeah, so I was kind of sad for the people that worked there. But when it was in trouble, I was kind of like, yeah, you fuckers deserve this. <laughs> Shame, man. But mm. most of the people I knew that were there don't work there anymore. So it's all good. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, I was going to, and it just popped in my head and I just started getting angry about it. But weird anxiety <laughs> dreams I have usually involve needing the toilet. Okay. I get that a lot. Yeah. Like, and trying to go to the toilet somewhere and somebody catching you, so you always have to stop. <laughs> so but that's probably the... usually my body trying to tell me that I need to get up and go for a wee. Yeah, I have a lot of dreams where I'm undressed. I think that's very, very common, isn't it? See, I don't get that much, but... No, I do oh. a lot. Well, that I remember anyway. The main ones with me is that I'm usually bare feet, barefoot, and I don't like being barefoot. I no, I can't. A hell of a lot. Uh, but like I say, it's never particularly life-threatening stuff that I get anxious about. Hmm. But but yeah, and um, I mean, like I say, outside of dreams. I've largely got my anxiety under control. It's gone of the days where I had to pull over because I was having a panic attack driving into work back when I worked okay. at HMV. Yeah. To the point where I actually didn't go to work and went to the doctors instead because I was having such a bad panic attack. Blimey, really? Well, it's panic attacks mixed with asthma. Yeah. Wasn't a good Across combination. That's a horrible combination, yeah. Yeah, it's great. So, but yeah, I've largely got it under control and sort of doing these 
has sort of been like a weird form of therapy, even though we don't talk about anything particular mm. related to it and getting back into drawing. Mm. But then there's also the anxiety of doing a drawing and sticking it out in the world. Yeah. Or doing a comic and sticking it out in the world. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Because, mm. I don't know, sort of, it's something we've talked about before that we've both felt. Yeah. Sort of as, so. as you've sort of put yourself out there more and got noticed more and won competitions and mm. become a, uh, your characters become a part of a brand kind of thing. Not part of a brand, but you know what I mean? A brand is using it. Yeah. So where do you sit with imposter syndrome now, and Matt, so how do you de- how do you deal with it? Uh, you do. I, I have people around me <laughs> to, yeah. to tell me I'm being fucking stupid. Um, yeah, I find that makes it worse sometimes, though. The more people that tell me that I do belong there, or not belong there, but you know what I mean. Yeah. The thing I get in my head whenever I get some nice comments or I've been competitions or whatever, whatever like that. Only thing I got in my head is, oh, they're just trying to be nice. Is yeah. my work really that shit? So you feel it's, you have to be nice. It's the equivalent of your mum telling you it's really good, isn't it? Yeah, I'll put it up on the fridge. Let everyone see it. Yeah. You got sorry. It's, it's, yeah, you've got to say that you're my mum. Yeah, exactly you've got to say that, that. you're yeah. my mate. Yeah. It's you know, it's like you know, um, you know uh, yeah, uh, and. On the other hand, on the other foot, it must be really horrible for that person when you're constantly questioning what they're saying about it. If yeah. someone says to you, "Oh, I think that's fantastic," you know, it's the best thing you've done, and you surround said, "No, I don't think it is." Are you undermining that person by telling them they're basically don't know what they're talking about? Yeah. Do you well, know? well, yeah, I suppose you are kind of like you know, well, your opinion doesn't mean shit to me. Exactly that. No, absolutely, and you don't mean it like that at all. You're just trying not to. Be, you know, I'm one of my big things is worried that I get big headed and, you know, I, I don't want to be the real kind of a bragger or anything like that. You know, and I like to be I, I am quite modest about my stuff. Well, I um, am and self-deprecating yeah. to the point where my actual thing is called Stuart Things You oh. Can Draw. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I noticed you said something the other day about that as well. Um, it was today, actually. I think it was. It was um, something on this podcast when you were saying um what did you say? You said about has anyone got any questions? And then you made some comment about, you know, or, or not. I don't really get, you know, <laughs> whatever it was you said. Um, it, but it's getting that balance right, isn't it? I think it's, you, do, you don't want to be self-decorated, but then again, you don't want to come, come across as a, as a real... Um, we, you, you don't want to become the person from that comic publisher that goes to a lot of cons that we won't name sort of walks around looking at the tables like they're pieces of shit beneath him yeah if if you know who i'm talking about without naming I, I i actually i think so might have to fill it in later um yeah i'm trying to think of free comics on his head got yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was who I thought you were talking about. Yeah, you don't want to walk around with that kind of fucking arrogance. No. And he may yeah. feel he's earned that arrogance, but even, I don't know, you could be the Brad Pitt of comics. Mm. You, would, you could be fucking Jim Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and you still shouldn't walk around with an air of arrogance about you. Yeah. Because it doesn't win yeah. you any friends. <laughs> no. I'll tell you who one of the least 
the, the most modest people of what I've met in the comic industry. Modest to the fact you want to freaking slap him. Dylan Teague. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he will, you're, you'll be very lucky to find him say anything good about his own work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, which is great, really, in a way, but it's really frustrating when you're trying to be as good as him. It's, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of things I've been, and he sort of dismissed it like, no, it's just something I sort of threw together kind of thing. Oh, all the time. But it's like, um, I've made a comment about, because he did that amazing cover of um, George Anderson for yeah. the 2000 AD. And it was a stunning. I've actually got it right in front of me up on the wall. I bought a print with it of it. And I was talking to him. I thought it was it's a beautiful portrait. And he was like, yeah, the eyes are slightly wrong. You know, I was like, <laughs> only you in this entire world would notice that the eyes are wrong. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. There was something, I can't remember what it was on. Where somebody had said, it was, somebody had said that the only people who don't have imposter syndrome are the people who don't have the talent. Not mm. to say that we have a talent kind of thing, because that then sounds arrogant. But you know, know what I mean? I know, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, course, yeah. it's, it's the braggers, the blowhards are the only ones who don't yeah. think they have imposter syndrome. Is it exactly. The or people the people who, who think... ride on other people's talent. Yeah. So the, the people who don't feel that they can climb up the skill level anymore yeah you know but, but you know um, they reach it which we've always said once you hit that point it's like why bother carrying on yeah why even bother absolutely but to, to have a self-inflated idea of your skill level i think would be horrible you know yeah. and you probably well, you wouldn't know would you but if you're better if you're going around and telling how good you are to people and your work really isn't that good yeah, I'd much rather be the other way and tell our people how, how shit I am. That's it, lower expectations and then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but... just like my sex life. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, I could say it's, I mean, we've talked about different things before on this, but I found just putting things out there without commenting on it in advance, where I used to post mm. something and be like, the legs are too long, the arms are squiffy, and yeah. he's got three eyes. Yeah, again, it's your self-deprivation thing, isn't it? You know. Uh, although I, I suppose we still do it in subtle ways, where we're like, you know, just some scribbles I did. Yeah. It's yeah somebody who can't draw at all would be like, well, that's not a fucking scribble. It's like, no, you're probably right. It's not a scribble, but I'm calling yeah. it a scribble. Yeah, tonight's doodles. Yeah. Which I've been guilty of doing quite a few times. But well, I mean, I suppose they are doodles, but it's just, I don't know. It's also playing it down, the expectation of it a little bit, I think. Mm. But, I mean, the small press world is a weird sort of world to be in anyway. Yeah. With putting art out there, because sort of John Tucker and I talked about it the other day, is that when you put something new out, if you're lucky, you're hot shit for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then the drop off is just pretty much instant. Mm. It's like whether you kickstart it or you launch it at a con or something your sales will probably never be better than that first week if you're lucky. Mm. And then it just drops off a cliff. We had it with both tails. I mean, they drip out. Uh, Jason Isaacs, well, to be fair, Jason Isaacs always just dripped out and March the Robots largely um, because I didn't do any big launch for either of those. I launched them at an event kind of thing. Yeah. But you just sort of, like I say, some people 
keep steadyish sales but the drop off is huge because there's always something new in small press I suppose it's a bit like a movie it's like you're only as excited about the Marvel movie as you are for the next one yeah it's like yeah end game and then it's like ooh Spider-Man <laughs> but it just seems like the cliff seems really sharp in small press I don't know whether that's the same for everybody mm. I kind of imagine it is just because of the nature of it because you're not reaching much of a wider audience because you sort of have your core audience then if you're lucky you pick up a few more people at different cons but you don't yeah. really ever go beyond that <clears throat> so unless you get something that captures the zeitgeist or you know somebody discovers it and is like we're going to make a movie of that and then your fucking sales rocket mm. there's no real it's just sort of flat lines yeah. like I say that's not true of everybody and you will get peaks every now and again like people will discover the earlier books based on a newer book kind of thing but I don't do things as serious so I doubt I'd get that and I imagine it's like so you might appear on a podcast that maybe peaks it a little bit but again it's never going to be the same as that first week no, and I don't know whether you find it with like doing original art pieces and the like you get consistent likes of things but sort of, like how did you find it with without going into too much detail springworth for example was that because that had a lot of hype building up to it didn't it or some hype yeah, building up to it um no yeah it absolutely did yeah and um it was like the end of one year. It was the year before it actually came out. It was like, like Christmas. There was quite a lot of hype about it. So, I mean, it was thanks to the connection. Because obviously, Tony wrote it. So, it was yeah. mentioned quite a lot on the, on the awesome podcast. And, um, and yeah, yeah that, that, that did fizzle out, as you'd expect it to do. But it's always, it, it, it is always popular at, at conventions. Yeah. People do kind of, people seeing it for the first time at conventions and stuff. Um, but I, I don't know about the sales feedback on, on that one. Because uh, I don't get the feedback myself, the actual sales reports on that one myself. So I don't know kind of how good it sells or how good it's I mean, that's I the other thing, not just the sales, the mentions, the feedback for it sort of drops off quite quickly yeah. as well, doesn't it? It's like with putting something out on a Kickstarter, you get the photos of everybody posting that it arrived kind of thing. Mm. Or, you know, people posting that it. it arrived in the post, good post day posts kind of thing, which are always nice to see. Mm. And, uh, I think Springworth is actually probably my one thing that I'm most proud of. I think that was, for me, I mean, I don't mind saying I think that's such an achievement. I've never done anything like it before. And it was my particular... I mean, in my head, I picture the plotting out of that, of just you and Tony in a room with string on the walls, like a fucking (laughs) murder board. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just plotting out how that would work. I mean, it's a great thing, and it's one of those things that does have longevity, I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Because it's, it's aimed at kids, so you're always going to have a new yeah. audience cycling through for it. Yeah, it, it is quite nice. I mean, I've got a bunch of them that I quite often just hand like reap of it. I often give them to kids. <laughs> when I, you know what I mean? Like my next door neighbour, if they've got a kid, I'll always... Just hit your upstairs off. window, just like, Oi, kid! <laughs> <laughs> got to come and see my etchings. Um, but, I mean, thinking back at it, I mean, that's again, that's something I've never done anything like that before never done a comic book before and the star wasn't really me um and and yeah i mean that was i'm still very proud of that i have to admit that is something i'd love to do a sequel 
I don't know how, you know, for various aspects, I don't know how likely that's going to happen. Um, but I would like to do a sequel. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I mean, even if certain aspects don't work out, I'm sure if you and Tony got together independently and did it. Yeah. There'd be a market for it. You could do it. I mean, yeah. Even if you can't use Springworth. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sure there's ways around it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, like I say, it's just a, a weird thing. But I mean, I suppose that's how consumer things are consumed now, isn't it? Is it's you're hot and then you're not, and then. Mm. But, but yeah, I suppose in building an audience at the moment, which obviously you'll do. I I push it out because I enjoy doing it. Is my main thing. <laughs> Going back to the anxiety thing, I find just drawing quite soothing. A bit like I used to find with building Lego. Mm. doing puzzles just I find drawing quite soothing and yeah it's something to occupy your mind isn't it that's, yeah. again that's life drawing it's like well, I got me. no f- interest in doing anything to make you famous mm. not that comics do make you famous because I mean if I wanted to be famous you wouldn't do a fucking comic would you <laughs> oh, do they not they don't make you rich no so oh, you can so bin that off right now um, <laughs> but no I've got no interest in that I've got no interest in like you know being that person that is like you know the flavor of the month that you walk into a room and everybody wants to talk to you because i'm just anti-fucking social that's why i do comics um i like the small group of people that i'm friendly with but i've got no interest in like you know having thousands of followers or that sort of shit that doesn't interest me i do the comics because they amuse me Mm. and hopefully a couple of other people enjoy them and I kind of think that's the main reason doing it. It's like we do this podcast. I think we get about 30 listeners if we're lucky. That many? I know. Oh, I can so only sorry. imagine that people are accidentally downloading them a couple of times. Sometimes I forget we're recording this. <laughs> just, I just imagine this one person with 30 iPods going, why is this on every fucking device? <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. I've done it again. I've synced it in the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's accidentally synced to their entire family. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ken up in Yorkshire's like, what the fuck's this shite? <laughs> but again, we've had feedback where a couple of people have enjoyed it and that's awesome. Mm. But it's not the reason I do it. It's always nice to hear good feedback. Well, it's not actually, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's worse than being told that it was shit. <laughs> Again, in that weird imposter syndrome kind of thing. Yeah, they're just okay. nice. It's like it's why I like to send stuff to Tony. It's because I know I'll get an honest thing. But even when he comes yeah. back with a, I really enjoyed it. I'm like, he's just being polite. You liar! <laughs> I can take it. Come on. Like, why can't you be honest with me? Stop being nice. <laughs> so, starting to sound like the kind of people that would enjoy the dominatrix kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, mistress. <laughs> Tell me it's shit. Come on. <laughs> Degrade me. <laughs> I've been a bad drawer. <laughs> but that's just such a fucking weird thing. I just thought it'd be, like I say, with 
do you still get anxious when you put something out into the world not as much as i did i think it's because i've so saturated i i put so much stuff out um i do get anxious when i don't get a lot of likes i have to admit i they're all i know you shouldn't but for me that's almost a it's like a um an acceptance yeah you know like if i especially a piece if i post a piece that i'm not that keen on myself and i'll get i don't know 110 likes and then you do one you're really proud with proud of you know and you spend ages on it and then you would get 40 likes yeah i mean i'm the same in that i don't really care about the likes but at the same time when you do post something up that you're particularly proud of it just doesn't really i don't know either you post it at the wrong time or it's just the algorithms mean it doesn't pop up on people's things or people just genuinely don't fucking like it yeah exactly it's like that i'm not a robot thing i was like that's gonna get i'm really proud of that i hope it gets a few likes and it got a couple (laughs) (laughs) i was like yeah um again i put it up as a t-shirt and i thought a couple of people might like that and no nothing (laughs) no one yet no T Public um, told me I'd violated their terms and deleted my store. Oh, so. oh really? Yeah, I don't know what I did because oh. the artwork was my own. If they wanted to claim that, because I put the Murder She Wrote one up on there as well, so if they wanted to claim that I didn't own Murder She Wrote, it's like that's fine, but there's five other fucking pages of Murder She Wrote shit, and mm. half of that is just people who grabbed a photo. Mm. So it's not even like they can claim it's their original art. That's interesting. So does that mean somebody put a complaint in about it, or they did, it was just part of their bots? I don't know. I don't know if their bots picked it up. I don't know if it's because I put that the artwork was by me, but the page is the Haunted Nerds. Yeah. Whether they were like, you've stolen somebody's fucking artwork then. But they don't tell you what you've done. No. So I... I yeah, I don't know what it was, which is even more fucking frustrating and annoying. So at least if they'd have been like, look, this is what you did, you can at least either come back and go, well, no, I am that person. Mm. Or, oh, I'm sorry, I'll fix that. But, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I've never had an issue with Redbubble. Mm. Either Redbubble just don't give a shit. <laughs> I know Redbubble is shit hot if you put up stuff that you don't own the copyright on or the trademark on. Oh, okay. Because a lot of people like do their own Superman shirts. Yeah. But obviously that's such a fucking trademarked thing. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to get sued by the by Warner Brothers. Yeah. So they take that shit down almost as quickly as it appears. Mm. But but yeah, so that was a weird sort of... I don't know. Yeah, that... Just fucking bizarre. But also we're kind of at a point where we've really got 20 quid to spend on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> But, but no, I don't know. Like I say, it's it's like Damien says as well when they they put their stuff up. It's always the same people that like it, which is always mm-hmm. it's kind of nice at the same time. It's when somebody doesn't like it. It's like I'll put this out, and I know it really sucks. So and so will like it. <laughs> it's like they didn't like it. Why? <laughs> Dear Andy, I posted a picture and you've not hearted it. <laughs> what have I done to offend you? <laughs> Is it because I voted for the friends. other guy? 
possess me we're no longer friends <laughs> <laughs> that thing you know about voting well, he actually did vote for the other guy by mistake well, it took me a little while to work out what the fuck you had to it's, do yeah it was really complicated well i mean it was yeah. straightforward once i worked it out but it's like how how do i vote up because mm. yeah. you vote in something down kind of implies that you're like thumbs down on that fucker yeah because I've been watching a lot of Siskel and Ebert videos on YouTube recently. I've really got into old Siskel and Ebert reviews. Who the bloody other day? The f- American film reviewers from like the 80s that. and 90s. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. Uh, okay. No, not heard of it. Uh, yeah. Because of that, I was like, am I voting this down? Or it's like, I'm assuming it's because he's the lower picture. I've got to vote down. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Just do it and hope it's right. <laughs> and if not I'll blame one of the kids like, yeah Jack did it <laughs> yeah I'll do that <laughs> but talking yeah. about voting actually did you did you see what has now been voted the the most the best rated movie of all time is no so or apparently it was Citizen Kane but I don't know how it worked. They found an old review of Citizen Kane they'd never logged before, and therefore that brought the total down. So it is no longer a perfect 100% rating, which okay. leaves one movie that is 100% rating, Paddington 2. Oh, I did see this, yeah. To be fair, though, yeah. Paddington, Paddington 2 is, is pretty much a perfect movie. It's fantastic. And the Paddington 1 is as well, Mike. I know, but I just... I can never remember much about Paddington 1. Yeah. It's like I came home from work, must have been over Christmas, or possibly Easter, and the boys and cat were watching it. Mm. I was like, this film's actually really fucking good, but I always go straight to Paddington 2. Mm. Even though there, oh, is, just... there is one major flaw in Paddington 2. Go on. No postman would go back to his van having left the back open, see a big fucking hamper <laughs> in it, and think, well, yeah, I'll deliver that. <laughs> yeah, they would remember that, wouldn't they? They'd From first-hand that, knowledge, yeah. we'd notice that fucker because we'd have <laughs> bitched about it in the office for most of the morning. <laughs> and then if it magically appeared in the room, we'd, I'm not fucking delivering that. Yeah. But oh, other than that, fantastic. it is a flawless, perfect movie. Yeah. But to the point where I'm torn with, do I want a Paddington three? It's oh, like the okay. odds are good, but at the same time. That was perfect. Yeah. But and it oh the end in a Paddington two the happy birthday Aunt Lucy. Oh, that's what makes you. That. What do you mean you can't remember that? He opens the door think. and Aunt Lucy's there. Oh yes, I do. Yeah. And I then do. he hugs her and the screen goes dark and then it's just a close up of Paddington's face hugging Aunt Lucy and he says happy birthday Aunt Lucy and everybody goes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do the end credits and then Hugh Grant does his musical number in prison yeah the fact that Hugh Grant didn't win any fucking awards for that he should have won the BAFTA <laughs> that was a superb performance and he was up for yeah. the BAFTA he should have won it he should have won the Oscar imagine that that's what your Oscar winning performance is Paddington 2 he's superb in that film <laughs> I stand by it but not that awards mean anything says the guy who's watched the Oscars every year for the last 23 years 
1998 was the first year I started staying up all night to watch them. Hmm. So, and I don't know why. I used to be really invested in it. Now I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> it's just habit now. Yeah, I kind of want to hit 25 years and then. Know, I mean, I, what, I read some in, some thing on that. Half of the films I didn't even recognise, never even heard of. I from this, from this year's. Yeah, I've possibly seen more this year than I had previous years. Mm. But trouble is, most of them aren't fucking out here yet. So yeah, and I begrudge paying a small fortune to watch it on my uh, telly. It's like um, Godzilla vs Kong. Want to watch it, but I'm not mm. paying the best part of sixteen quid to watch it on yeah. my telly. Yeah, so like, it's cheaper to buy the Blu-ray when it comes out, so I'll wait. <laughs> mm. That's true. But, but yeah but no I, aside I suppose all creative people have an anxiety don't they I guess it yeah, goes hand in hand so. with it and imposter syndrome maybe very much so but, but yeah it's a, yeah it's just fucking odd but anyway how's the launch of zoot.com yeah, it went all right. Um, it's a, it's a bit weird because I've I've got this. I don't know if it's I've I've got this uh, app that it comes up every time someone visits it. It comes up and tells me where they visited it, uh, where they where they are, who visited it, and it's really random. You know, oh, I'm updating what, the troops website, so that's why I've probably pinged up on it a couple of times in the last. <laughs> uh, few days Foster, actually because it'll tell you blah 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 from and yeah. um i get a lot from like really bizarre like a lot of states in america or i've had a couple from tokyo uh one from a couple from alabama um really random and i can't work out you know unless it's all because i don't know if it's to do with the you know the competition or what but yeah really odd uh, to know i know i don't know if the troops website but um the podcast you can see where it's been downloaded because there was one episode where we were big in japan i think like three <laughs> people in japan downloaded the, the podcast so, was that about 50 percent? yeah i was like well that's definitely not me mum so <laughs> <laughs> did you mind but, listen to this i don't know she might download it no probably not actually i don't know I love my mum, but she went to multiple different supermarkets to get me Galaxy for Easter. But because they changed the packaging, she assumed that it wasn't Galaxy. So she went to multiple different supermarkets trying to find it in the old packaging. (laughs) Oh, bless her. Of course, isn't it white now? Yeah, they've they've just changed the wrapper. It still says Galaxy on it. Bless her. She was so concerned that it wouldn't be the which makes me kind of think that my mum thinks is like he's gonna fucking flip a fucking lid <laughs> if it's not in the right fucking wrapper. So I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna go to every supermarket in Gloucestershire. <laughs> Did she find any in original? No. <laughs> I suppose it's an adventure, isn't it? <laughs> oh my. But yeah, so but yeah, now I've been trying to do up the troops website, ready to relaunch it as nerds who haunt themselves. Mhm. So that's ticking over. I think I'm largely ready to do it. I want to get a couple of. I'm going to put um, "Hello to Jason Isaacs" on there for free. Yeah. 
and they want to put some more comics on there for free so i'm reading i'm doing that roadkill one i showed you the pencils of a while ago yeah oh the yeah one, the one with the guy driving the car yeah, Him, <laughs> yeah. and the uh, thing yeah the thing and that i want to start doing some nerds ones maybe once a week sort of like doing mm-hmm. the joke one or once a week thing just trying to put some shit on it that makes it worth going by other than the podcast which we can all agree mm. is not worth it <laughs> <laughs> as anybody who's made it this far into this episode <laughs> this actually sure I going. think this one's been more, more structured than usual has it? shit I that won't so. last that won't last <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah so it's just tidying it up a bit sort of the troop stuff's all got its own page now I was going to try and fill through some of the blog posts, but I might just get rid of them all. Put them up as something else. Because they've all been up a while now, so nobody cares. It's like interviews and stuff from years ago. Or find a way to archive them so you can still access them, but they're not visible on the page kind of thing. Mm. I was looking at that Troops website. I was like, it's a fucking mess. (laughs) Amazed anybody found anything on there. So just been looking at other people's websites, seeing how they keep it tidy, that mm. sort of thing. It's just I, yeah, I keep forgetting them at mine. That's the other problem. Is who really checks out websites anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it's that most people tend to go for your social medias first, don't they? And then check the website yeah, afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. But... I suppose you need a landing page of some kind for people who are looking for you. But, I think so, and some kind of contact page, yeah. Also, you kind of get that. Um, I think people feel a little bit more secure about you if you've actually got a proper website, a proper presence, you know? Yeah, I think... As opposed to you hiding behind them. Yeah. I suppose there's more scammy things on social media, isn't there? Yeah. So at least a website adds a certain extra level of legitimacy, even though any scammer could set up a website as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. when you like sell Lego sets for like thirty-seven pound when they when they're actually worth four hundred, you know. Yeah, that's not dodgy. Not in the slightest. But but no, it's a say I get it launched. I wanted to make sure all the Kickstarter rewards had gone out, and then I can put um, outstanding in their field on there for sale. So, mm. Speaking of things, I've had their moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just do that um, so yeah I've been ticking away at that and doing that comic which I'm inking it at the moment then I'll get it scanned in mm. but, but yeah I'll probably stick it on Comic House as well but other than that it's not been much else exciting going on it's, yeah sort of hitting that point where we're lagging aren't we <laughs> yep <laughs> right, it's every episode let's um, do the usual what we've been watching that sort of shit so okay. movies without cool, spoilers now, I'll tell, you, tell you what um, I'll jump in there quick uh, you can give me some recommendations because I've, okay. I've been kind of into random proper classic 1980s um, I don't know what you were called them. Um, Comedies? Prop, 
Yeah, 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 but I mean, extreme comedies, I suppose. Things like so, I mean, things like I've watched things like Animal House recently. I've watched um, the Bill Murray movies, um, uh, Meatballs, Cubby Shack, uh, Stripes. I was thinking the other day I need to rewatch Caddyshack. I love it. It's one of those things you can get on in the background. It's good fun. It's ridiculous. It's that scene. That scene um, when oh shit, what's the what's the guy? What's the old guy called? He's also a comedian. He's dead now. Rodney Dangerfield. That's him. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. When he puts on his music and he's got his golf bag and he puts on his dance music and they're all dancing, just spontaneously dancing all over the bloody. You know, all over the golf course. I think it's hilarious. Another um, excellent Kenny Loggins song to open the film. Oh yeah, absolutely, of course. Not yeah. as good as the Kenny Loggins song for Caddyshack Two, but Caddyshack Two is not good. I've never seen Caddyshack Two, so is I don't that think I have. Or... To be fair, I think I've seen some of it, but mm. it was kind of one of those things. Where I was like, no, I don't need to watch this. <laughs> um, so, got any recommendations? Um, in that kind not of genre. In, in the 80s genre, I think you largely know all the classics. Um, mm. You've got um, there's some John Cusack ones, or um, Better Off Dead is. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what I did. It's probably not as funny as Class. I always loved Class with Andrew McCarthy and Rob Lowe. It's probably problematic now as a film. But. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did watch recently, and you'll probably hate me for saying I couldn't stand it. I've okay. never seen it before. Weird Science. You've never seen Weird Science before? Not until last week. I what imagine it terrible. doesn't play well as an adult. What a terrible movie. I've not seen it since I was about 13 or 14, and I fucking loved it then, but I was probably exactly yeah. the right age for it. <laughs> probably. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's just, I mean, okay, obviously... It, it does have that it's great just, Anthony Michael Hall delivery, though, of when he's in the back of the car and he asks me if he's all right. He's like, sure, my balls are halfway up my ass, but other than that, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I must admit, film, it's, it's, it's a film I've not watched for a long time. Um, a film I used to love that I don't really like anymore is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. I find Again, them quite obnoxious. It is very up itself, yeah, absolutely. It's just, I like the character of Cameron, but I find Ferris Bueller himself a little bit. Mm. If if I knew him, I'd hate him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was um, what's the other film I watched that I quite enjoyed? There was a, what was John Candy's first ever film, where he goes to on holiday to a beach. Summer um, rental. Yes, that I quite enjoyed that. Where he gets there and he finds out that, like, is it either that the walkway to the beach is through the house he's renting or that other people are renting it? I can't remember. It's a long time since I've seen it. He goes to the wrong address. I think it's something like he thinks he needs to go to 41, but it's actually 4.1 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and he ends yeah. up in his little, little shack, little horrible shack. There. Yeah. And at the end, they go racing in a pirate ship. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, I've good watched... film. I enjoyed it. Good film. And of course, the fact that he's a traffic controller, and you're wondering where does that play in the movie? <clears throat> then at the end, because they're all they're all in, in it's, they're all sailing, and um, he spots birds circling, and he realizes that there's actually uh, like a warm what do you call it a warm current over there. So they go over there, so they get all the wind and they go faster. Um, Classic film. Say it's a long time since I've seen. I've got that on DVD, I think. 
I might have to dig yeah. that out. I might have to have an 80s movie sesh as well. Yeah, absolutely. But I tend um, to I want the Police Academy. I watched the first couple of Police Academy movies. Um, but yeah, like the first one, is, I think the first one and the second one are on Prime. And all the rest you just can't get hold of. Uh, Unless you want to spend 80 quid for the box set on freaking Apple, Apple, um, Apple Movers. I know I messaged you the other day, but did you know that Michael Keaton was originally offered the role of Mahoney? Yes. Uh, did I not reply? Yes, I think I did know that. Yeah. I don't know. It was an interview with Steve Gutenberg on the Empire podcast, and he was like, if Michael Keaton had said yes, he doesn't know where he'd be with a career. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to picture Michael Keaton as Mahoney. Yeah. Night shift Johnny Dangerously Michael Keaton. I don't know because he hasn't got that sle- he hasn't got that sleazy charm that that, um, that Gutenberg had. He had Gutenberg had. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been a, I imagine it would have been a more psychotic Mahoney. Mm. Like an edgier Mahoney. But mm. is it Police Academy? It is Police Academy, isn't it? The first one where they're um, getting the hair cut and they get the army cut, and then the other is it, oh, sits it. down and goes just a little bit off the sides, and the other two look at each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's like, it. We're not the army. Yeah, that's it because they they, that's it, they they barge in, don't they? And it's like, right, let's do it, let's do it. Yeah, that's right, brilliant. <laughs> well, I've not watched Police Academy for years. I love it. It's just, I mean, it's shit now, but it's good fun. Well, I mean, it's not Operation Miami Beach or Mission to Moscow shit, though, is it? <laughs> Mission to Moscow, shit me. Okay, I don't think I've ever seen that all the way through. So you got Police Academy, then you got Police Citizens Academy on Patrol. Citizens on Patrol 3, isn't it? I thought no, Back, back in Training, training is four is the last one with Gutenberg. Yeah, Citizens on Patrol, I think. Uh, what's three, then? Who's the first one with? So what's the second one? Hang on, let's have a look. Which no, is the I'm, one with? I'm, um, I'm going to look. Um, you try and guess. What's his name? Bob Goldthwaite. Is right. that the third so one? First... I'm sure third one sits on patrol because isn't that when they start bringing in regular people? No, I think I, I got a feeling. Oh, Police Academy Two is the first assignment. Four first is sitting on patrol. Three is back in training. That's it. Four cents on patrol. Five uh, is Operation Miami five, Beach. Six yeah. is what's six? I Seven is the Mission to Moscow one, isn't it? What's yeah. six then? Is that the one? Is six the one with the air balloon on front? No, that's the last one with Steve Gutenberg. That's four. Oh, okay, that's four. City under siege. Oh, okay. Is when, which is the one where they bring in Lassard's son or grandson? Or that's whatever. five. That's Miami Beach. Right. That's the one with that brilliant bit where they go for the airport and he's got golf balls dropping out of his bag. Yeah. Great bit, though. That's fantastic. That's the one that always upset me as a kid because I didn't like that the bad guy trod on the little boy's plane. Yeah. Okay. And broke a story. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, Bachelor Party was a great 80s film. I don't know if it holds up. It's probably very problematic now, but it's early funny Tom Hanks. Is that where they... Is, that's not the one where they, they, they kill a stripper? No. On a, coat, on a coat hook? No, that's Very Bad Things. Or... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a very different film. Bachelor Party's a comedy. Oh, yeah, okay. What did I think about then? Because uh, in, in Bachelor Party, they're in a hotel room, right? Yeah, and there's someone with a donkey, I think. But they don't they don't kill a hooker or a oh, stripper okay. or anybody. Nobody dies in Bachelor oh, okay. Party. 
It's okay, just a straight up comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like... But yeah. Um, I have not been watching many 80s movies. Okay, what have you been watching? This month, I've been keeping my list as usual. Um, this month, I've been mostly watching. Uh, I, Well, it's largely kids' films. I went back and watched a couple of films that I've not seen for a while. Not comedies, but I watched Philadelphia again for the first time in about 10 years. Okay, not that's a good movie. That's, that's a good movie, though. Mm. Possibly problematic in places now, I don't know. Um, I rewatched The January Man. The Kevin Klein um comedy thriller i remember really liking that film it's really fucking uneven <laughs> it's very mm. odd um uh what I've else never heard of it. oh i watched assassins about the okay. killing of kim jong-un's the assassination of kim jong-un's half-brother um, okay nice. it's a documentary about the two girls that did it and it turns out that they were led to believe they were part of one of those reality prank shows. Really? Is that true? Yeah. So they've been for months doing these prank videos where they went up and put something wet on somebody, like they tap on somebody on the shoulder or cover their eyes. Mm. And then when they turn around and go, you know, I thought you were somebody else and run off. And it was all building up to doing that to Kim Jong-un's brother. No way. So, because they had the stuff on their hands, they were told not to, because you could put whatever it was on the palm of your hands, because the skin's thicker, it wouldn't go in. But they right. were told they couldn't touch anything else because it would like you know, there was something in it. Not told that it was a poison, mm. but just told you know not to touch any part of yourself with it once you've done the prank to wash it off kind of thing. That's fucked up, isn't it? So and it's really. Yeah. It's a really good documentary. I mean, how true it is, but the documentary, you kind of go with them on this. There's a lot of very iffy things, but it's, there's also the thing that a documentary has a narrative to portray. So, yeah. Kind of thing. But I'm kind of with it, but it's a really good fucking documentary. And it's bizarre. And you mm-hmm. genuinely buy that they were set up because they were basically patsies because the people that were... There was a lot of North Korean people involved who all disappeared, like straight mm. after. Like the person that was the guy filming the videos, he just vanished back to North Korea. They couldn't track him down. Um, a lot of the people higher up were all high up in North Korea things. Um, yeah, fucking bizarre. Um, but yeah, that's definitely worth a watch. It was on Sky Documentaries, so it's possibly still on to download and watch again. Mm. Um, but I watched that I watched um, Wonder Woman 1984 okay not seen that yet it's alright okay it's I don't know it's in the middle it's nowhere near as good as the first one I really like the Mm. first one sloppy ending aside I think the first one's a really good movie Um, but yeah the second one's just a bit well, it's way too long to begin with. Um, but it's odd. We watched... Um, I watched Promising Young Woman, which we talked about already. But that's difficult to talk about, that spoiling it. I watched Unhinged, that Russell Crowe film. Okay. That was enjoyable shit. Although a couple of things that I got problems with in it, but on the whole, it was one of those old-fashioned 
bit like falling down but nastier okay. and not as good um, so is it the same kind of plot literally he just goes off the rails yeah it's basically the woman honks him at traffic lights and he tries to give her the opportunity to apologize she doesn't take it so he decides that he's going to make her have a really bad day and he goes around and starts killing people connected oh, to her wow. Yeah. Um, it's quite dark. Um, mm. I watched a film called Arch Enemy with um, oh, what's his name? The guy that played Deadshot in Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, Deathstroke in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Can't think of his name now. But anyway, it's about a guy who is a superhero in one dimension, but he's slipped through into this one, and. You're not sure whether he actually did or whether because he's a drunk hobo in this dimension mm. and doesn't have his powers kind of thing, which sounded more interesting than it actually was. OK, yeah. Um, but again, it was all right, but I couldn't tell you much about it after it finished. And um, yeah, that's largely it. Then it's just rewatching old stuff like Tombstone because I found it on Disney Plus and it's just rude not to watch it. Fantastic. Oh, we watched the map of Tiny Perfect Things on Amazon Prime. That's pretty good. Okay, never heard of that either. It's um, a couple who keep or two people who keep reliving the same day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was quite good. Um, and yeah. Oh, oh and, is, is that got um him no, from? That's Palm Springs. That's Palm okay. Springs. It's two films with a similar thing, both on Amazon Prime, that came out at roughly the same time. Okay. Um, I watched one of the new Asterix cartoons, Asterix and the Secret okay. of Magic Potion. Quite enjoyed that. Mm. It's very much one of those made in France, dubbed into English mm. cartoons, but it was it was enjoyable enough and made me tempted to start digging out some Asterix books. I used to love the Asterix books. Um, rewatched a Bow Boy. Speaking of Hugh Grant earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah like I say watch Tombstone but that film's a fucking classic mm-hmm. and I will hear nothing else against it I really watched Sneakers as well the yeah. Robert Redford film where they're paid to break oh, into right. places to yeah. prove whether you can break into it or not mm. that was one of those films that was better than I remember it but also not as good as I remember it if that makes any sense mm. um, but yeah then I watched an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie a bit like that um, when they had to break it, well, it was first alone, had to break it to a prison. Escape plan. It could be broken up. Escape plan, that's it. I quite enjoyed that. I've not seen two yeah. or three because why would you? Yeah. I felt we'd said all we needed to say with the first one. I didn't know there was a two and a three, to be honest. Yeah, it's straight to DVD shit. Has it got both Sly and Arnie in it? No, I don't think it's got either of them in it. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it hasn't. Um, but yeah that's large yeah and then just TV and reading comics mm-hmm. so I've read a few comics this month uh, some that I possibly read before but honestly couldn't remember so I went back and reread them just to be safe mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I'll do a shout out for a couple of comics um, so yeah any might as well do shout outs then any comics you've read you want to shout out or people you think people should be following I, i'll say hello to a couple of people um how dare you uh, 
Um, so not, not that you know this existed, but I was speaking to a guy today and it's one of those really weird things where he was talking to me on Instagram and I'm like, oh yeah, well, where, where in the world are you? And he said, Stroud. Behind <laughs> <laughs> really you. Weird. Yeah. Um, Matthew Bryan, his name is. And um, uh, he's he owns a studio um, called, I'm just looking up as we talk it, Square Frog. Square Frog Designs. And um, uh, yeah, so at him, he, he's, so say hello to him. I don't know if, as I said, he seems to be aware of me. So I, I don't know if he knows this um, podcast. Um, then the other guys that I've Yeah, because it won't be from any of the art you put out into the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, Alistair, Alistair Fleming, I want to say hello to as well, who's an amazing robot maker, model robot maker. And I'm quite excited because he's, I've commissioned him to make me a zoot. Nice. I think. That's cool. Um, and yeah, and then uh, you have a, um, a guy called Space Boy. I don't think that's his real name. Um, William. Um, yeah, he um, he's also he's, he lives in Aberdeen. He's the guy who um, set the challenge on I am I am, draw draw me a robot. Um. Um, and yeah, that's kind of all the people I've been talking to recently. Awesome. Ugh, sorry, yawning. Um, I don't right. trust today. Yeah, it's all about you again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to shout out then a couple of comics things. So, uh, David Robertson, The Taybridge Disaster, I backed on Kickstarter, and that arrived the other day. Um, mm-hmm. That's a really interesting read. I recommend. Uh, if you look up uh, Fred Egg Comics, I don't know whether you can get it on there yet or not, but if you follow him, I'm sure you'll find out when it is available to get. I think you can read all these strips online as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was a really interesting read, so I recommend that. Uh, Penguin Burnout came the other day, as earlier mentioned with the Nerds painting. Um, again, if you like uh, silly dad jokes in comic form, who doesn't? I highly recommend checking it out. Um, and exactly, yeah, who doesn't? Um, and then Steve Sims, Beast Hunter Battle Badgers. Oh, of course, there's numerous out, isn't it? Yeah, I'd read one and two not long ago, and for whatever reason, hadn't got around to reading three and four. I thought I bought five off him at True Believers last year, but I obviously didn't, and figured I'd buy it at the next con I saw him at. And mm. then there was no next con. <laughs> <laughs> so I ordered five and six off of his website or his Etsy store and read those. Um, highly recommend Beast Hunt and Battle yeah, Badges. Great. I think he's going to launch a Kickstarter for it in as one book later in the year. Mm. But oh wow! If, if you don't mind double dipping, I highly recommend buying the individual issues off of the website. I don't know if they're all available on there or not. I assume so, yeah. but. It's worth checking out his Etsy store. If you search Beast Hunting Battle Badgers, it should come up. Or I think he's at Battle Badgers on Twitter. And then the link should all be on there. He's um, another one of those guys where you can put down as in annoyingly modest. Yeah. But it's, it's good to be that way. Let's keep it that way. I'd rather he was annoyingly yeah. modest than That's annoyingly. true. That is very, very true, although I do find it really annoying when they talk to him about it. The art in it is stunning. Words. 
Oh, he absolutely, he's incredible. Um, he's been I'm toying off to... and on with selling some original pages. I've I would love original pages. Not on original comic page, Robin. He hasn't sold any. Oh, sorry. Um, I've... I haven't. I've got one of his original. Um, yeah, I've got one. I didn't realise I had it because I just obviously yeah. got it, put it in a folder. Um, so I might have to get that in a frame. But yeah, he's toying with selling his original comic pages or some of his original comic I, pages. I'd buy one, absolutely. Definitely. Um, but as long as they're not out of my price range. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, there's just lovely, lovely stuff in there. Um, that's just a great idea. It was. Have you read any Beast Hunter Battle Badgers? I've read all of them. Apart from, I think, the, last, the latest one. Six, yeah. I highly recommend getting six. It wraps, it's the last one of that story, so it wraps it up nicely. But it's yeah. lovely, and it's got hints of Ninja Turtles, obviously, just in the anthropomorphic mm-hmm. um, creatures. But it reminded me as well, as mentioned earlier, there's a certain sort of asterisky about it as well. Very much so. Yeah, he was very influenced by Asterix. He used to draw um, a lot of Oblix when he was younger. Yeah. And I well, mean, yeah, his I, main he, characters are very Oblix-like. Well, yeah, he went with the shape, didn't he? Yeah. And then, because um, Oblix is very much a pear sort of shape, isn't he? And then... Yeah, he's great. He's one of my favourite designs, I think. Kind of what he did with Battle Badge as well. That's what I tried doing with a, one of the pages in the sketchbook a little while ago. Just messing mm. around with doing a shape and creating a character from that. Nothing as good as the Battle Badgers. I'd love Toys of the Battle Badgers. That'd yeah, be amazing. absolutely. They're such a wonderful design. That, um, oh, I can't remember his name now. The turtle. Oh, did you see that that painting, old painting of his that he posted up on Instagram yesterday? Was it yeah. today? It might have been today. Stunning. Yeah. Absolutely it's, stunning. Superb. So yeah, I highly recommend checking out Beast Hunting Battle Badgers. Like I say, whether you wait for the Kickstarter later in the year, or but I would recommend double dip in and buy in the individual mm. issues um superb stuff i a couple of things um i read viper by dan butcher oh yeah, yeah which i'd viper. read in black and white but i honestly couldn't remember whether i'd read the color one or not but when i was tidying up i found it in a pile of comics that sounds really shit but my repile <laughs> is just various piles of comic so i reread that um i love viper it's mm. definitely not safe for work stuff no, but it's got that feel of like an 80s action movie TV series kind of thing. It's one of those things that he clearly set out to do that. He said before he set out to do that and he captures mm. it perfectly. Even down. I mean, it's heightened. It's a heightened version of it. Mm. But it it's the perfect homage pastiche of it at the same time without being disrespectful. It sort of leans into the ridiculousness of it. There's some fucking great lines in it that aren't really safe my, one of my favorites isn't really safe to say on this podcast despite the stuff we have said <laughs> <laughs> um i reread atomic hercules one and two and i'm currently rereading ghost commando ready for the next one because i'm sure i've read one and two before but i just wanted to reread them anyway um finally reread or not reread read issues two and three of adventures of captain cosmic by andy cliff Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Atomic Hercules is by Tony Esmond and Adam Falp, by the way, shouting out creators. And I bought it a while ago and didn't actually get around to reading it, or at least I don't think I did. 
um, MI666 Omens by Vincent and Andy Bloor. Okay. Um, which is also really, really good. Um, I don't know whether they're going to do more of it. It's definitely set up to carry on. But I really enjoyed that. So I pretty much shouted out everybody that I've read comics of this month. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, and I'm currently rereading, or not rereading, I've finally started reading Mulp by um, yeah. Sarah. Sarah Dunkerton and I can't remember the other guy's name now, which is really bad. But that's why I need to write stuff down. Um, but yeah, I've actually read a few comics this month, which because I haven't been doing as much drawing so um, that's it for that um, podcast wise I will shout out Comics Unencumbered by Cliff Cumber that's back it's only on Podbean but I recommend listening to that and that's largely it I think for me for shout outs um, yeah uh, I recommend following I Am Zoo on Instagram he could do with the followers. He is crap. <laughs> but he paid me to do this, so. Yes, I did. <laughs> Slash threaten my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was going to ask that question from Tell Him Steve Dave, and I forgot about it, so we'll have to do that another time. It's terrible. That was one of the main things we were going to do, but I think we've meandered around enough, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. Cracking. All right, um, where can people find you online? Um, they can go to, uh, yeah, at Zoot, but on Instagram. Uh, I think it's I am Zoot on Instagram. Uh, I am, yeah, I am Zoot Artist on or something. Um, and on, or you can go to my brand new website, which is I am Zoot.com or .co.uk. Go to that. I think they both go to the same place, but try that. <laughs> and that's it. That's me. Cracking. Um, I am at token nerd on twitter stuart thinks you can draw on facebook and instagram i set up an artful page which i keep forgetting i've got but i think i'm stuart thinks you can draw on that as well um it's not massively exciting on there at the moment to be honest because there's like three people on there (laughs) that's an under exaggeration obviously there's more than three people it's weird though because unless you start seeking stuff out you don't see anything apart mm. from people you're following so it's well i suppose that's the same with all social media though isn't it yeah i think so but at least twitter and facebook if somebody comments on something it pops up new on your feed kind of thing but it's still in the beta stage i think so it will grow but it's worth checking out it's artful um hang on knocking shit over now uh, yeah, Artful. A-R-T-F-O-L. Mm-hmm. It's an app. But again, it's a bit like Instagram just for posting your art, but it's a bit more. You don't have to have it in a square. And it seems to be mostly artists on there rather than people posting pictures of their eggs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that. And then Nerds Who Haunted Themselves are on Twitter as at Haunted Nerds. Facebook as I think it's facebook.com forward slash haunted nerds and the if you we're on the true believers website which is becoming the nerds who haunt themselves website but if you go to oktruebelievers.com or hauntednerds.com it's the same place 
so you can find it there where you can find past episodes fuck knows why after this rambling one you'd want to look for past <laughs> episodes um, but there's some that don't have Andy on so they're worth checking out yeah they're definitely worth checking out <laughs> um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> well, I couldn't think of a kind of way of doing that so but yeah there's, <laughs> there's more episodes of this there's also episodes of and why not why comics um the flash of genius which was the last one i did with john tucker where we talked about his podcast this foul earth mm-hmm. uh, which is worth a listen uh just because john's a great guest not because i'm involved the our podcast it's also worth listening to this foul earth this is a mess <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> you can find that and then like recommend review us on itunes if you liked this fuck knows why you would (laughs) um and yeah that's it we'll be back with more of this rambling nonsense another time in about a month maybe about a month it's about where we're at yeah yeah absolutely uh yeah hopefully we'll hit the nine o'clock point and sound a bit more enthusiastic than we are with this one (laughs) (laughs) but anyway um hope you tolerated it at least and thanks for listening and yeah we'll be back in a month or so see ya cheers guys bye